There's gonna be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of my way. Au revoir, have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? No, we're never going to let him live it down. <laughs> Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Andrew Raycroft. Andrew is brought to you by Star Market, the official supermarket of the Boston Bruins. Hello, Andrew. Morning, guys. Always making laugh. Always making laugh. Well, as long as we get a chuckle out of you, then it's all worth it. Uh, as much as we joked about the moms being the difference last night, what was the actual difference for the Bruins and the way they played as compared to how they've played of late? They dictated the play right from the beginning of the game, and they had all four lines dictating that play. Uh, it wasn't just the perfection line. It, it wasn't just one of the goaltenders making a bunch of saves. It was it was all four lines rolling over consistently throughout the game with their forecheck, with their cycle game down low, and not allowing Nashville any breathing room. There was no on-man rushes at any point throughout the game. And, and again, that goes to all four lines showing up last night. I don't. I mean, now that football season is over, I think more people are starting to pay attention and realizing that the Tampa Bay Lightning, who dug themselves quite a hole to start the year, maybe the most talented team, they are on an eight-game winning streak right now, still seven points behind the Bruins, but they got a couple of games uh, in hand there. Do you think we're about halfway through the season right now? Do you feel like the Bruins are going to be able to hold off the Lightning and win the division? It's going to be difficult. I think we talked about the Bruins hangover a lot you know, at the start of the season and what that was going to look like. But the reality, Tampa Bay had the worst hangover after losing in the first round of Columbus last year. You could tell they had this feeling, well, it doesn't matter until the playoffs. And, and it got them behind the eight ball. But they've certainly turned that around with eight in a row. They are a very talented team up front. Their goaltending hasn't been great. Vasilevsky, Vesna Trophy winner last year, has started to turn that around. And amazingly, they win eight in a row. So, it's going to be uh, a grind. It's going to be a battle for that first playoff spot right down to the end, I believe. Now, Pasta's having a great year. How does he continue and keep this up, you know, throughout the regular season and hopefully throughout the playoffs without not getting caught in one of those did he peak too early type deals? How does Pasta continue his play and, you know, so he becomes that uh, goal scorer that he is in the, in the postseason? We talked about it last night. I mean, I, I believe the way he stays out of it is goalies aren't making saves on his shot. I mean, he went down the wing last night with a slapper, and it's the second time he's beat uh, you know a world-class goaltender with a slap shot, and you just don't see it. I mean, there might be one other guy, two other guys in the league that score more than one slap shot down the wing in, in the NHL, and David's one of them, and he just has the ability. Goalies are just not reading the shot off his stick, and for him to, to have gone through the run he did last year, I think he has a better understanding of exactly what it takes, and we've seen that in the first half of this season. And I don't see it disappearing in the playoffs just because he's not scoring lucky goals that are going off his head, and it's just one of those seasons. He's going down the wing and pounding it past goaltenders. We're talking with former Bruins goaltender and my Nesson colleague, Andrew Raycroft. Uh, this, this information, courtesy of the Twitter site Boston Sports Info, after last night's game, Zdeno Chari is now the oldest Bruins player to ever get in a fight. He passed Mark Recchi for that, uh, that uh, honor here. He, he now has more fights above the age of 42 than the rest of the entire National Hockey League has in league history. I, I think about what this guy's doing at the age of 42. I think about, you know, the way he's playing, and it's as, it's as awe-inspiring to me as what that 42-year-old quarterback is doing down at Gillette. 
It's incredible. And, and to your point, we have for Brady is, is Brady. And, and as a Bills fan, I know more than anyone that Brady is Brady. But, but what he's doing as a 42-year-old hockey player is different than what it is to be a quarterback. And to stand in there with 22-year-old guys and drop mitts and throw hands with them and and be that competitive and want it that bad is, is such a um, – uh, it's just amazing that he's able to do that and able to muster that. And that it just is, is why he's a Hall of Famer. And he's going to – you know, he continues this and he sticks around long enough. You have to start putting him in that, that top four, top five, all-time defenseman category as we go through this. And it, it, it's amazing his, his ability to, to stay in shape and be as strong as he is. Yeah, amazing to think you could have three of the five or six best defensemen of all time were all yeah. Bruins. Like, that's pretty insane. <laughs> incredible, huh? Yeah, if you look at it that way. Well, speaking of defensemen, uh, Charlie McAvoy, I was really expecting a breakthrough type of season that would put him up there with the top defensemen currently in the league. Not quite sure we've gotten that. Um through 41 games, he's the only regular who has not scored a goal. He has 14 assists. And I know for a defenseman, it's more than just the scoring, but how would you assess Charlie McAvoy's season so far? It's it's a little it's not worrying. Uh, I agree. I believe he thought he was I thought he was going to take another step. I thought he was going to take the lead back on the on the back end. And, and at times when, when Zidane was out, you know, he's played those 26, 27 minutes and played them very effectively. And if he's doing that, we're not worried about the goal scoring. But to go through a whole season and and not have those goals, it does concern me a little bit. I, I think it's starting to get into his head a little bit. We've seen him pass up shots. We've seen him his confidence down a little bit. And for them to go on a long run, we saw it in the playoffs last season, he was fantastic. And he was a big reason why they were able to go to Game 7 of the finals. So I don't see them going far in the playoffs without having uh, Charlie McAvoy at 100% confidence level and 100% skating level. Now, earlier there were reports that the, the Bruins were showing some type of interest in uh, Ilya Kovachuk. And with the, with the trade that line... That was false, by the way. Okay, so with the trade deadline, you know, when that comes up, do you think the Bruins would be a player? And if so, uh, what would they be looking to trying to add to maybe help them to make a deep playoff run? They're certainly going to be a player. They're going to need to be a player if they if they have aspirations of the Stanley Cup, and I, I see it being very similar to last year. Don Sweeney did a fantastic job. The organization did a fantastic job getting a guy like Marcus Johansson and, and Charlie Coyle. So I see very similar players in that. If they can get another Marcus Johansson at the deadline, they'll be in uh, they'll be in prime position to you know to be able to move guys into that top six forward. We you know we talk about the top six right winger and. And Bjork has got a chance here. Last night they threw him up there. He's got a chance to run with it. But I think at the end of the day, they'd love to have a veteran guy, a proven guy that, that can be on the line there with Preachy. Last night was different, thankfully. But the fact of the matter is, for about the last six weeks to two months, the Bruins have had too many passengers. Uh, you know, they've relied too much on the one line and the power play and goaltending to get wins. Now, last night was the change that I wanted to see, but is it sustainable? It's going to have to be. We, you know, we talked about it last night. You know, three, three points for the bottom three lines since Christmas, and that's, that's not going to cut it uh, on any team, no matter how good your top line is or your power player is goaltending. So they're going to, it, it is sustainable. I believe we've seen it be sustainable through, through the first 25, 30 games of this season and the playoffs last season. So 
hopefully we can, you know, last night takes that step forward. We go past that. Okay, they had a tough month of December, and now we move on to the new year, and these guys start, you know, contributing in a, in a bigger way. And, and they don't have to carry the load. They just need to contribute like last night on a fairly consistent basis. Andrew Raycroft joined us on the Harbor One Hotline. We always appreciate the time, Andrew. Thank you. Great talking to you guys. See you later. Uh, former Bruins goaltender, Nesson analyst, Andrew Raycroft joining us. Uh, let's open up the lines, get to the calls with you at 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. A bunch of stuff we're going to get to th- before the day is out, and we've already given you the dramatic reading of the Tom Brady opus that he released on Instagram earlier today. He's got today. more to prove. I don't hard really to know believe. what that is. Uh, yeah, I don't quite know what it would be. But he uh, wants to prove it in the arena. In the arena. And in, what I don't think that necessarily that? means this arena. I think, the way he said means the arena. I think the way he said it, when he says the arena, that's like Of course like you think that's what he means. Arena. Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. Well, I mean. <laughs> we'll get to the calls with you coming up next. Daily Keith with Wiggy, Sports Radio, WEEI.